Not yet. Now we are. Hi. Hi. Hello. This is a between seasons uh, little recap. Here's what you missed. We have some questions we're gonna go through. Yeah, I think Q and A episode. Yeah. So. A little more one, low key. A yeah. few, one of a few Q and A episodes yeah. probably because we have a lot of questions. Yeah, we got true. The the I think the amount of questions we got. And then we're also was, asking for more still. So. But yeah. it's impressive yeah. the amount that we got initially. Like apparently, like there's so much out there that like. Yeah, we yeah. we probably could do a couple of these. Yeah, so. okay. overwhelming support. So yeah, we we plan on a lot of them are like this a re- a re- a yeah. not regular, I guess, but like making this a thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, at least for you know, a little while. Yeah, no. <clears throat> should be no, easy. For sure. Anyone want to sum up what happened in season one? You, you're the DM. I mean, Fucking yeah. break you're it down. Like, we have a storyteller. Planning on doing a whole up, uh, like video by itself just for that. I don't know if we're oh, gonna do okay. that here then, but uh, we we came to Matorka. Politics happened. Fought a demon. And here we are. We yeah. fucking won. Look at that. We did. Fucking yep. summed. And now we're going to go kill... More. More bad people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> On the hunt for Nagash again. We're going to go do a whole Pirates of the Caribbean arc. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. With vampires. Yeah, with vampires. Sure. Pirates of the Caribbean with vampires and undead stuff. That's just That's regular Pirates cool. of the Caribbean, though. Yeah. With vampires. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So what's uh, 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 let's get her done. First what question. <clears throat> what, what's going on? First Fire. question Fire is it. I'm going to do for Kronk because I know you have a bit of a time commitment. Uh, uh, do it. <clears throat> how did Kronk and Edgar meet and become companions? I'm really excited for this one. I Fuck. was reading through the, the questions. And I'm like this one. I don't even know this one. So, yeah. The funny thing is I remember you getting this question. And I was like, fuck, dude, how did they meet? Because <laughs> I don't think we ever covered that on the pod. It was one of those things where they started out, and it was just like Kronk yeah. was originally like starting off as a warlock. So he had the... Um, he went the route of the pact where you get your um, like greater familiar kind of thing. Pact of the Chain, I think. Yeah, I think it was Pact of the Chain. But Edgar was originally like a warlock familiar, and... After we like remade him, because um, Warlock wasn't exactly what it was, what we kind of had in mind for the the character itself for like its playability, um, we just kind of stuck with him. So, for me, canonically, Kronk um, originally got his power after defeating Yzma in Matorka. There was kind of a moment where he was <clears throat> given like lent power from Zinch to best her because she was also imbued with power. So it was basically like a Zinch v. Zinch off, kind of reminiscent of what we just did in the last arc. And um, he won and was gifted some relics, which were basically his sentinel shield, which has the emblazoned eye on it, and um, his like circlet crown that he always has with him. Um, so during the adventures, as he was getting more power, uh, Edgar would have been like a, a gift from Zinch, like a boon for doing a good job and whatnot and some of the shenanigans going on between like his manipulations and machinations dealing with like Gregor and all that stuff and his like tricksy doodads. So Edgar basically, yeah, would have been like if your if your parent got you a puppy for Christmas for being a good noodle last year. <laughs> That's essentially how he got Edgar. Cool. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, Fargrim. Mm. Uh, how did Fargrim and Gary meet? And has Gary always been a part of this campaign? <clears throat> Gary was not always part of this campaign. 
uh pretty sure we met in was it albion yeah yeah uh he kind of came up on the party and it wasn't at first like yeah i did not expect yeah. you to be like right, i have like, a pet snail now i was like exactly. oh yeah there's we I were like doing rolled a side session. I'm pretty sure I no. wasn't even here. It was no. when just Fargrim and Kronk. We did a yeah. side session and we were investigating. Yeah. And it was kind of like love at first sight. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> kind of was though. <laughs> but I just I don't know for some reason like I was drawn uh, to the snail and um, I decided you know what like instead of killing it I was gonna try and roll and see if I could like make it my companion like my pet. And I rolled, I think, a nat 20 on that. Yeah. Um, so Amber graciously was like, you know what? Like, we're going to make this happen for you. And since then, honestly, like the bond between Fargrim and Gregor. Uh, you mean Gary? Sorry, Gary, uh, Gary yeah. and Fargrim um, <clears throat> has just grown a lot. And now, like, you know, Fargrim would pr like pretty much do anything for Gary. Um and they just have like this connection to where I know like Gary would also do anything for Fargrim if like it came to that. Uh, so it's kind of really cool. And we just like, especially in the beginning, we're like inseparable. Whereas like now, Grant, like since we were in Matorka and stuff like that, like he couldn't have them um, like for the majority of like where he was going. But when I first got Gary, like I did not like I refused to go anywhere without him. Um but yeah since then it's just like it's just grown was there a second part to that <laughs> i can't was, remember was he always part of the but i think you're yeah, 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 yeah. you touched yeah. on that yeah it's super funny because when we first encountered the flail snails in the cave Kronk tried to like pet it and my, my animal handling role was like dog shit <laughs> so it, the snail wanted nothing to do with me and then farkin was like I want to play with it <laughs> rolled like a nat 20 and then they just fucking immediately bonded and from the rest of that it was just like can i bring the snail with <laughs> I, I remember yeah. i do remember the, the days where you just brought gary everywhere though like everywhere <laughs> like we were trying like when we were fighting the wizard where we got cronk martin all the louds from him like yeah. remember gary was trying to get in the door yeah, yeah. just just little flail snail tendrils <laughs> yeah. sticking through like the doorway and shit Stuff like, that. like he just he That's would wild. not yeah he would not leave like in the beginning especially he wouldn't leave fargrim to go anywhere without yeah. him unless like he physically couldn't fit and if he physically couldn't fit he's gonna try to get at least one of his flails where he can fit somewhere i know uh, gary did die trying to defend the party from he did. The big spice and albion yeah he did uh, so yeah. we brought him back yeah we did yeah. that was yeah gregor yeah. burnt a wish spell to resurrect not a, a wish snail. spell uh, it was like mechanically worked. It was like basically yeah, a wish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ulrich sent Gregor on this uh, jihad, and yeah. so he, Gregor yeah. completed his mission, right. and Ulrich <laughs> manifested and was like, you know, like you did really good work, son. Like you did it. Like you get one boon. Yeah. And Gregor and was, asked for Gary to come back. And that was the last time like Ulrich like did something nice for Gregor. To be <laughs> that was the you. last yeah. time yeah. I got any sort of positive feedback. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just got a note. Uh, but <laughs> but you did. No. You got a note. I got a note. A suspicious but, note, but a note. But right. Yeah, I just remember. But yeah, Gregor days. did save Gary, and yeah, and then there was a yeah, whole thing. There was, then there was a whole sense. timeline that we went on where <laughs> the forces of decay were trying yeah. to come through and like reclaim yeah. Gary. There was like some yeah. Nurgle action trying to claim. Yeah, Gary. like there was a we had we had a, a a decent amount of time where like. 
Gary was like the like centerpiece, multi-episode yeah. mini arc of yeah. trying to save Gary from Nurgle. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that was Wild. before we that was pre-pod. That was like right before the right. That was before <laughs> I joined. Yeah. So that so the podcast really started like when like Gary started becoming like a little bit less of a main character, um, but before that there was a lot of like different lines that kind of drew to him. Like I said, the the Nurgle one was a lot of fun too because like he was sucked into. Um, that like dimension door, the realm gate, the yeah, realm, like gate, realm gate, yeah. And like Fargrim was like ready, like sprint after him. Like, I think Gregor stopped him. So I was like, dude, you're not going yeah. to the Garden of Nurgle. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like you will die shout. there. Like yeah. you're not gonna make it. Like, yeah, we were only like level five, six, or yeah. something like that at the time. Yeah, yeah. it's like we're not that strong yet, <laughs> like, dude. Like fucking chill. <laughs> like, yeah, so, but it all worked out. It all worked out. Did it? I, I mean, he's I here. Know. We're here. We're live. Yeah. He's faster, five speed. For, I see, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for a few more days until the paint wears yeah. off. Yeah, fair. I have a multi-question one for uh, Gregor. Uh, what's up with Gregor's parents? So, like, what what happened to them? Like, uh, was uh, obviously you're half orc. Yeah. Secretly, no one knows. Like, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Mom was a human. Yeah. Dad was a human. Mom was like the way I was picturing it, where like. Mom got abducted by like an orc raiding party. Okay. And then, so, cause like Gregor originally was like born and started his childhood as a member of an orc community. But then like the white wolves of Midnheim came in and like murdered all them. But like Gregor, like even though everyone around him was dying, he was just a child. Like he still tried to like 1v1 these adult knights and they respected like his intensity and his fire. So they like, basically adopted him because they realized like he's not a full orc like he's kind of a human and like kids got balls so sounds right game respects game yeah real <laughs> respect real how that's actually ties into one of the second follow-ups of this question like how old was gregor when he got taken in oh uh, i never put a, a number like a specific number on it but i would guess like young like like young like Older than five, but younger than ten. Like okay. somewhere right in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, like five, six Seven. years old, somewhere yeah. in there. Young. Like, Picking up some sword, trying to throw hands. Yeah, like a sword like that's bigger than he is, yeah. but he's still trying to and, and he's strong as hell, but like trying to fight the good fight. Yeah. Cause he's just like everyone around him's dying. Like his, he saw his dad get cut up. Like Yeah. Like he barely remembers that. That's something like he like obviously like kind of repressed, but like yeah, he watches like his dad was a warrior in the tribe and like the White Wolves of Midnight came in and just smoked that dude. Like Gregor repressing memories? Nah. No way, bro. <laughs> I don't know what you're nah, talking dude. about. Gregor has nothing but a healthy relationship with his personal psyche. <laughs> of course. <laughs> He's the best. He is, dude, he is, it's canon. He's the best. Um, Ak. Uh, oh who's Ak's favorite dad, Kronk or Gregor? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I, of course. Now it's Ulrich. Um, yeah. yeah, we've both been usurped. Yeah. Yeah. Ulrich is... is uh, Axe's favorite dad and I mean Gregor gives is, him Gregor's his, Gregor's brother, his now. brother now Greg, I didn't realize Gregor signed up for like the big brothers big sisters program yeah. <laughs> like, brother Gregor it's exactly what he just got roped into yeah. but yeah I guess that answers that question now, now it's Ulrich yeah. Uh, yeah dodge that one nicely yep <laughs> I got one as DM that I'm also going to open up to everyone else uh, advice for players wanting to try out DMing or just honestly I'm just going to say like new people to the hobby like yeah what what do you recommend for people honestly for me if you're trying to dm have a good group of friends read at least 
vaguely look over the rules so you kind of know what you're doing and just go for it like you're gonna mess stuff up like obviously we call each other on stuff constantly that's why we have ben he's our rules lawyer i am yeah um just go for it don't expect to be perfect just like do your best don't yeah. s- don't stress the rules too much. Yeah, like yeah. check them so you <laughs> kind of have an idea of what you're working with. But like, if someone has an idea and it seems like reasonable, yeah. just kind of like go with your gut. And it even says that, works. like in the yeah. DM, in yeah. the DMG, it says like the rules realistically are more like guidelines, yeah, exactly. like not hard and set. Yeah, you can you can use the as the resident rules lawyer, you can use the rules to be very specific about things. But also at the end of the day, the DM gets the final say. And that's even part of the rules is that if the DM doesn't want that rule to apply in that situation, they're allowed to do that. It doesn't have to. So as a new DM, be prepared to make that uh, thing. And just like another big thing is just talk with the table before. Yeah. Just make sure you're cool with. Yeah. Have like. So that would make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have a vibe for what you're shooting for. Yeah. Yeah. And that way you, as the person like telling the story knows, like it's easier to know where the story's going. If you know where the players want to go, like you don't want to yeah. like run like a grim, dark noir when everyone else just wants to like go around and be murder hobos. Yeah. Like yeah, everyone's like, just going to be miserable at that point. Yeah. 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 Just kind of be on the same page. Session I think, zero. I think open communication, like players yeah. to DM and vice versa. I think is like the key mm-hmm. for just like a, a cool, a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, in my opinion, as long as everyone is on the same page with like, you know, what, what you guys are doing and where you want to go, I think that's important. Also, just having fun. Yeah. Like, if you create an idea and, you know, you tell the groups, like, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking about doing in this situation, like, even, you know, even if it is not 100% true to like the rule you could say hey can like can i potentially do this and the dm can either say yes or no it doesn't like he said doesn't have to be hard set and that's like why a big reason that homebrew stuff uh exists because you could take like the outline of like maybe a stat for something and say hey i want to work this but like i want to flavor it in this way Mm -hmm. and again as long as the dm is okay with it you guys can just be as outside of the box as you want to be and have like just have fun with it also maybe as a dm maybe just have like a list of names yeah that's hand. yeah yeah um right help my first time friend. yeah or yeah. honestly like i feel like, like we don't use them that much but <clears throat> if you're a new dm like don't be afraid to use like one of the pre-written modules oh yeah because like that those books literally tell you all Everything. the mp like they, yeah. they they do a lot of the legwork for you yeah so like especially as someone who's just wants to maybe give dming a try I'd pick up one of the pre-written modules, like Lost Minds of Fandelver. I've run. That's like, a good mm-hmm. one. I did when I was like a brand new DM, and that one's really nice. Dragon um, Queen's Horde is really fun. Yeah. Dragon of Icefire there, Peak, that's how we yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. There, there's tons of really great pre-written modules, and especially if you're not, maybe not even that comfortable with D&D as a whole, but like you think DMing would be cool, and you have a group of friends who want to play, and none of you are that experienced with D&D, that's a great place to start, I feel like, yeah. just because... It does a lot of the legwork for you. Yeah. So, so you just like like I'm running a campaign right now for like with my siblings and stuff. We're doing Curse of Strahd. So like I'll just read the parts of the book that I feel like we're gonna hit that session just so I kinda know what's gonna happen and then like I'll sprinkle in stuff of my own. But like the book does a lot of like the map's already there, the town's already there, the characters are already there, like the quests are already there, like a yeah, lot of the yeah, legwork okay. stuff for you. So then it's just you <laughs> kind of st- changing things as you see fit yeah. right and it's just life is easy yeah 
and you know if you do decide that you don't want to do a pre-made campaign um for example like the ones that i've kind of created um i think the easiest way to do it that i've noticed is kind of creating a very uh rough simple outline of like who your bad person is going to be uh, the obstacles you want to put in the way and then just the very simple like monsters you want in situations and just let them do it because i've noticed if you try to like create oh they have to do this and then this like through this they're gonna get to here and then from there they're gonna make their way over there you notice that that's never gonna go that way because you know they're creating the story you're not creating the story people come up with weird shit players will never do like you will make the most linear easy thing People will dig a hole right. to find a way around whatever yeah. you put in their way. Yeah. Like, just right. be prepared for your party. So, yeah, to do sometimes, something like, weird. when prep is concerned, sometimes less is more. Yeah. yeah. Right. Gotta be, you gotta be able to improvise. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. Players are more oblivious to things than you, yeah. as the creator, would recognize. Or even just, yeah. like, say, like, guys, I really need you to just do this. Like, <laughs> I, I've done that a couple times. I'm like, guys, I just, just go here. Just please, just, just <laughs> go there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, don't be afraid to just go with the flow. Like I, I noticed sometimes too is like you guys give me better ideas than like what I had. Like in Hell mind. yeah, just feed it's like you know table. what? Yeah, like, somebody will say something actually... and be like, "Fuck yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing." That's <laughs> like, a really great idea. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's like that sounds more fun than when I had planned. So yeah. we're just gonna yeah. go dude. Did they kidnap them and take them this place? Yes, that's yeah. exactly what happened. How'd you know? <laughs> I do that with puzzles. I'm like, oh yeah, here's a puzzle, and then like. Like, oh, that's an interesting solution. I didn't think of that. Ten yeah, that works. By yeah. And it's like, right. oh, you found the answer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, cool. Just have fun. Yeah, just be creative. Yep. All right, what's next? Um. Why do we talk about bussy so much? Because <laughs> it's life. Well, it's it is. <laughs> it surrounds us, binds us, <laughs> penetrates us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't Next question. <laughs> Got to give the people what they want. It's not what's they want. what's our fa- for Ooh. the whole group? What's our favorite part of doing a podcast? For me, it's the headset. Yeah. I I love. I don't know why, but I just feel so much more like professional and like in the zone. Like we used to have a huge issue with like we would have like forty five minute conversations about not even related to D anD D. Yeah, yeah. The, the mic the, we have keeps some keeps like, us way on more on top. Yeah. We only go it's off nice. like ten minute tangents now. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the level of focus we've been able to achieve was way more than anything we yeah. did like pre pod. Oh yeah, it's yeah. also a lot easier to not end up with everyone talking over each other. Yeah, because yeah. you can get really excited. We still and do it sometimes. Exactly, but, but you, you get super excited, and with the headsets on and stuff like that, like you have everyone talking in your ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you're mm-hmm. noticing things and paying attention, whereas like if you're sitting next to someone, you're more inclined to be like ending up in a conversation. Yeah. And then, like, other people are in a conversation, and you just end up kind of, like, in a gaggle fuck. But right, because, you know, most people aren't paying attention. They're it's easy just, to get like, having their own yeah, yeah, yeah. thing it's going on. It's a big time on. sink, just sitting and, like, playing D&D for right. extensive periods of time. And to be honest with you, especially for the people who are more soft-spoken than others, it's very easy yeah. to yes. be, like, um, I guess, like... You can get drowned out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you drowned out. That's, that's a good way to yeah. put it. Um, whereas, you know, it's hard to like get your input in mm-hmm. or because someone else is like, obviously like taking lead. Yeah. So, but with this, everyone gets their point across or everyone has a minute to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like they said too, like you just get engulfed in it. Yeah. The, the flow of having like the setup yeah. just seems to improve the like RP quality too. Like yeah. it's just so immersive 
just the feeling of just like being like kind of in it. Sorry. It is the immersion, <laughs> that, man. The immersion. Yeah, I think that'd be my favorite thing. It's yeah. just like how immersive and involving having like the headsets and yeah. everything is. It's, I, it's a really cool feeling. I really like hearing everybody very clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. You know? Yeah. I obsess over stats, so that's been my thing. The analytics man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you are Hell the one yeah. where I, in the group chat. The numbers, guys, Mason. We have, the, we have this many downloads. Yep. I obsess. Yeah, I check it 30 billion times a day on all the different things that we have. Um, but whenever that number goes up, I get a, 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 a spike of uh, serotonin. <laughs> so oh, well, yeah. so the, the more you hits. listen, the happier I get. Yeah, don't leave the man depressed. Yeah. <laughs> listen twice. Yeah. Listen thrice. Just fire it up. <laughs> just do it again. Run it back. For yeah. for me, it's definitely like just like our homies or like people just like commenting or just people seem to enjoy it yeah which mm-hmm. i thought was wild because it's literally just us feedback is being like fucking stupid nice. sitting around a table in my kitchen it's <laughs> like, so yeah. cool what but, like because you mentioned this before you you hit me up and you're like yeah so and so was talking about how like he really liked cronk during the council scene like two or three episodes back yeah and it's just like i'm just like hanging out and i see the met and it's just like that's cool yeah it's like cool. someone was listening to the episodes and was just like, hey, like that was really cool. And it's like, because you don't think of it like this, but realistically, we're all acting. So it's just, it's, that's yeah, kind of like, it's kind of like voice acting. Yeah. Like we're all just, and even with the video and stuff yeah. like that, like a lot of the times we're like physically acting things out and stuff like that. And yeah. it's just cool that like other people are enjoying it. And yeah. Or even like back. on our Facebook likes, we've had people who listen, like they'll make, like, they'll listen to an episode, then like make memes. Yeah. From yeah. the episode, which and I think is so neat. awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Shit always like never doesn't hit. And like yeah. even just these Feels questions. The yeah. yeah. Or, super yeah the, cool, dude, it's the like, fact that when you guys were like, yeah, we got like two pages worth of, qu-. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like that's so cool that people yeah. Who would listen, like, give a shit enough to even think of a question. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. The engagement from you guys is everything. Honestly, just, yeah, it's it's so fun and this makes it so much more worth it. Just, I don't know. It's just, it feels good. It really feels good. Yeah, 100%. It feels great. Uh, Back to Kronk. Who killed Kronk's parents and uh, were they ever found andor punished? I don't know. Okay. That is that is one I can't answer because I left that one open ended in the creation of Kronk because fucking pro gamer move for anyone getting into D and D making a character leave some open ends in your backstory yeah. because you can leave that up to your DM. So there was parts in the storyline where it's like I returned to Matorka and I have no idea what to expect because it's like yeah I had this big battle with Yzma and then I left and I came back like a decade later and suddenly like. I'm a hero and I'm just like oh okay and like I I had no idea any of that was coming I didn't know how people were gonna like react to me like having my seat on the council and stuff like that was all a surprise it was just leave open ends in your backstory for your DM to operate with so you can kind of build that dynamic together and yeah as far as Kronk goes like his parents were killed but he doesn't know who did it or why he was very young he assumes that it's because like the cutthroat politics of Matorka at the time was like just very Game of Thrones-esque and his family had a lot of political power and it was likely some kind of a rival or something and then he was just kind of taken in at a super young age and raised by Yzma who was like a magistrate. See, this whole time I thought Yzma's the one who killed your yeah, parents. Yeah, same. Too. I don't know. Yeah. And that's why I like y- y'all like, had a showdown. I, I do beefing. not know. You know. No, we had the showdown because she murdered the emperor. Oh, okay. 
So, yeah, and so uh, was I, trying to I get Kronk to help with that because Kronk was like brought up by her in the Mages College, uh, and she was like the head magistrate to like the Emperor, mm-hmm. and she betrayed him and like tried to have Kronk like poison him and was like kind of blackmailing him, and mm-hmm. he rejected it, but she found like a different way to basically get the poison there, killed the Emperor, and Kronk knew who was responsible for it and confronted her, and they had like their big battle. But he fled the city thinking that, like, he might end up framed or seen as responsible for it, for, like, killing the emperor and killing Yzma, the magistrate, and didn't want to get in trouble for that. And he also got, like, visions from Zinch of, like, here's what I need from you. Here's where to go. And he had, like, the vision of the tavern of, like, seeing all of you there. So he embarked on his quest, and that's how he ended up meeting the party. Cool. I would. I will just want to add that for uh, new players, leaving open ends does not mean don't write a backstory for Correct. for your uh, characters. Always have a backstory. Yeah. Just make sure there's like stuff that the DM can take and work with. Yeah, leave something to the DM, and you can even work with the DM when making a oh, yeah. backstory and stuff like that. Just come most, up with something. Most DMs will love if you like hand exactly. them a couple pages worth of backstory. Oh, yeah. um, you don't need a book. It shows you give a shit. Yeah. You don't need a book. I mean, if you decide to write a book, like I made an entire like tri-folded uh, family tree once and I gave it to my aunt DM and she almost cried. <laughs> yeah. Like, stuff that shows you care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It shows you like, you're taking it seriously. It's super cool. Like being a DM and coming up like, cause you invest so much time and energy into your like story building and world building with your players and stuff like that to see that like they're as invested and interested and stuff like that is always super nice. Yeah. yeah that is super cool. All right. Bouncing over to Gregor. Um, okay, there's two good ones. Uh, were he, was Gregor accepted as a kiddo by his peers, or even growing up? Like, no, he was he was always kind of an outsider. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like he had a couple friends. Like, we had that time where we went to Matorka and like saw another knight that like, well, was one of his homies. Um, but for the most part, he was kind of a pariah. Um, just because like, like black wolf isn't he yeah he that's why he, he goes by the black wolf of midnight because the order is the white wolves of midnight but because like sure they took him in but he's still different and never really accepted and that's why his uh, his moniker given to him by his peers and superiors was the black wolf like the black sheep yeah i always thought that was really cool yeah it's just like the little detail it is Thanks, guys. I think it's lame as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Because you're a fucking lizard racist. <laughs> oh, whoa. So, uh, second question, because that was a short one. Uh, Ulrich, uh, is he mean to all of his sons, or is it just Gregor? That I don't know, because the amount of lore, like, well, I mean, it, the lore I have read, like, Ulrich is not, like, warm and fuzzy, typically, like, in general. Um, but, I mean, as far as specifically i i don't know i mean if you ask me right now it i guess not because ulrich's laying a (laughs) hell of praise on act these days so maybe not um but no like typically like in warhammer fantasy lore like he's not really viewed as like a warm loving deity per se uh ben that's me uh, when first invited to join the campaign, did you consider a more conventional race since Warhammer is not really good at cohabitating or did you usually, I want to be weird. I mean, I just wanted to play this character and I honestly coming in didn't entirely know. Well, I didn't know anything about Warhammer, let alone Warhammer fantasy. So I had, I had zero idea at all. Um, 
and Ack was actually a character that I played in a one-shot previously uh, that got TPK'd. <laughs> um, Damn. Yeah, fighting an adult, an adult red dragon. Um, but like, since he got killed in a one-shot, and I was you know trying to join a new party, after that one-shot, I was like, well, that was really cool, and I just want to play this character again. And I met you guys, and you're like, yeah, come on, join in. And it's like the backstory that I had for Ack just fit in perfectly with you guys having like just kind of recently beat the big spice yeah so it was just like a perfect like okay cool like this is the character i want to play we can kind of fit it in here like i guess we're just you know we're kind of hand waving a little bit of the like acceptance but for the most part ak is sort of treated as like a pet everywhere like an exotic pet yeah he's not like I, like I mean, we make j- jokes that Ack is racist towards everybody that doesn't have scales, which he is. But like, um, the but world like, is pretty racist. Yeah, yeah. the world yeah. also doesn't see him as like a living, sentient being for the most part. As a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not a person at almost every place that we will go yeah. to. I think in Matorka he's kind of gotten there. Yeah, he is now. Well, now because yeah, he's just proven yeah. that Got he is knighted. Something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, he earned it. That well, took us. That took him punching the head off of a greater demon of Zinch in the police office. And even yeah. that, he's still not a full Inquisitor. Yeah, they're and like he's still not a full Inquisitor. To be fair, even by Kobold standards, he is still technically a minor. Um, Kobold's mature at the age of six, and Ak is only five. Can't even <laughs> vote legally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I just I love I love all of the weird races like minion. Minion races for the most part. I don't know if you've if you've watched any of our one shots and stuff too. I apparently just like playing like the small creatures because I played a goblin in one. I played a Urong uh, Deep Lung was a was a like a small creature. Uh, R.I.P. The goblin, yeah, and Ak is a small creature. I, I don't know. They're, they're they're just fun to play. You have the opposite of small people problems. <laughs> I do. I do. I am very tall. That big people complex. Yes. Yep. I want to be small. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that, that might be some weird psychology behind it, but it. I just I love weird it characters. Works. And I feel like God, they're like the minion races are kind of like fun and underplayed and yeah. it's cool to like bring them up to like okay, well normally you're a minion, so now you get to be like in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. you get to be the hero now. Even if Act doesn't quite understand that yet. Hey, Cindy, are we ever going to find out what happened to Fargrim's wife and kids on the pod? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're kind of working toward, I know it's kind of gradual and um, potentially like frustrating for people here because you're only getting like snippets here and there. It's like when either he's either like too drunk or like bad, bad nightmares. Um, and I know it's kind of hard because like you're, you're almost kind of hearing the same stuff, but it's kind of working up towards what actually did happen and once Fargrim like does realize or get like his memory back for what actually did happen then you know things things might go kind of sideways for him or maybe not honestly it really kind of depends on where he is at that point in the campaign uh like mentally and like how stable he is but I mean for the most part like from what you guys have gathered like he does he does know that they are dead you know what I mean? Like through obviously like all the blood and all the the gore from the dreams and stuff like that. Like they're not they're no longer alive. Um but it's just a matter of how, yeah, Fargrim how they himself doesn't even really remember. Really Fargrim um, do- for a while there Fargrim it's I think and correct me if I'm wrong, Fargrim almost like forgot about them for, or like blocked them out. Like yeah, yeah, memory. so so uh basically like he remember like he remembers what he was like told 
of how they died. Um, but that's pretty much all he n knows. And like you said, like he kind of like repressed a lot of that and a lot of those memories. And that's why they're kind of coming back as flashbacks. Um, but do you, mind? you guys are just gonna have to stay tuned, I guess. Do you yeah. mind sharing what Fargrim was told happened or do you want to keep that on the deal? Uh, yeah. Um, I can't, okay, I might have to look at my background because I can't remember what characters it was, but he was told that a specific, like, species, I think it was, I think like, it was, um... Was it orcs? No, was it, no, it uh, wasn't, it wasn't elves. orcs. Uh, nope, it wasn't elves. Um, it was, like, a, it was, like, a smaller, like, creature. Goblins? Yeah, I think it was goblins, actually. Okay. The yeah. gerblins? Yeah, I think Gerblins? it was goblins. Boblin? Yeah. <laughs> He was he was told goblins while he was out at war, uh, broke into uh, his home and he killed them and that's why he decided to become a slayer because he feels like he failed his family for leaving them after he technically retired. So basically, damn going going back to going back to what happened. Uh, so he was the right hand of the king. They you know fought together for a very very long time and then he retired. And then uh, the war with the elves happened, and he was he was summoned by the king to come back like for one last fight. And you know his wife begged him not to go, but he was like, "This, you know, it's my duty, it's my honor." So he left. And then when he came back, they were dead. So he kind of blames himself uh, for leaving, and that's why, you know, he felt like um, it wasn't potentially like the honorable thing to do to like for his family to leave them. So he decided to be a slayer, and the rest is history. I have a question for Cindy. Yeah. Was he was he always that wide, or did he just get super into <laughs> like strongman style weightlifting after he became a slayer? Well, I mean, realistically, you know, he did lift a lot of stones. Yeah. <laughs> he he is a dwarf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm saying like it was the girth. <laughs> like did he just start like he became a I slayer and just started really I'll, fucking hitting I'll the weights. I mean, he, just yeah. been gotten wider. Yeah. Well, he he did have a lot of muscle and he was wide because you know obviously, you know all dwarves do is work, right? They're just constantly working all the time and then like being, you know, in the military and and serving and all that. You know, it definitely adds on to his mass, but a lot of it was gained after he did a lot of his traveling because he was like constantly on the move, constantly going, constantly fighting things, and he just didn't, you know, give himself any rest. So just over time, yeah, he just kept building and building. And eating sort of like, seven thousand grams of protein yeah. per day. Sort of yeah. like a tree where just every year he gets like a half inch wider. Yeah. Yeah. With age, dwarves, gets another like yeah. circle. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even like yeah, all dwarves are wild, but even like among other dwarves, like he's a freak. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely. a wild boy. Yeah. But again, you know, not a lot of dwarves really Peak leave with. their leave their uh, you know, Hold. their holes. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that he's constantly going, exercising, doing stuff, you know, it just needs more calories. <laughs> so he goes ahead and consumes those calories. And and the beer, you know, the beer gut's real. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a power gut, it's a beer gut. So it's definitely stone. Because you know, you know, <laughs> uh, alcoholics, yeah, you know, when when they're like really alcoholics, their gut feels like a fucking rock. You it's, know? A beer, it's a beer belly. His yeah, it's a beer belly. Actually a so rock, it's yeah. yeah. So it's kind of what's happening to him too. All right. Uh, there's one for me. Um, how did I get interested in D and D Warhammer? 
Uh, I got interested in D. Oh yeah, I see you guys. Uh, D and D. I started in college uh, with some friends. Kind of grew from there, and then uh, Warhammer. I started dating Dylan, and uh, he and his buddies were all super into Warhammer. It's called indoctrination. <laughs> and I was really into D and D, and I'm like, well, because Warhammer is an expensive hobby, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know. But. Um, and I'm like, well, D&D is really cheap because you need, like, a $30 book that you can... Don't tell Wizards of the Coast, but you can get it online for free as a PDF if you Google it. Don't, you know... We don't legally... endorse that. Yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't endorse, endorse that. that but... Please support the official release. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm like, well, let's start D&D. And I tried to get him and his buddies into it. Cindy, you were really against it at first. Yeah, no, yeah, she was super, uh, super, super, because I, I had been wanting to play D&D for a while. Yeah. And then, yeah, you were our golden ticket. And yeah. none, yeah. none of us knew anything yeah. about it, but we all thought it'd be cool. So yeah. you were the golden ticket of like, oh, shit, like, we got one. It's well, attainable. I, yeah. I was I was kind of at the at the place where I was like, man, last hobby you guys got me into, a.k.a. Warhammer, has put me like through dollars That wasn't it. That but, wasn't it. but it is. I was like, I can't. Like, I can't. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, no, this is this is more nerd stuff that I can't. That's handle. What she's like, it's too, too nerdy. Like, too she's nerdy. Like, it's too nerdy. Exactly. She's like, like, like yeah. it's too much. You hit yeah. Warhammer. There is nothing nerdy. Yeah. There like, is too nothing nerdy. nerdy. Right. Well, I was like, I was like, I was. I don't know. I was at a point where I was like, we got one. Why do we no. need and another one? We were one? deep into like our first session, like level two. We started level two. Yeah. And she's like, fun. This looks fun. Like, I want to play. So she made like sitting next to me, quick, like. I printed her off a character sheet, and then like I was still playing. She's had the PHB open, made Fargrim, and then yeah. Amber like inserted him, but like as the relative of an NPC we met, yep. and then that's how it started. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been interesting because you guys didn't know the D and D lore, Mm-mm. and I didn't really know the Warhammer lore. So we compromised and we set the D and D game in the Warhammer old world. Which DMing, knowing absolutely nothing about the lore, has been a very interesting experience. We basically had to be like, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings-ish, except everyone's racist. Yeah. Except everyone <laughs> fucking hates each other. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why communication between DM and players is really good. Because I could be like, well, yeah, this is kind of like the vibe I'm going for. Like, what god is this? Like, uh, I, with that bow. Yeah, that, we had to, like, bow. interpret it. Oh, right, like, right off the bow? Yeah. yeah, like, I'm looking for something of, like, a trickster thing. And we're like, okay, well... Warhammer Fantasy, like a trickster god, is like Reynold. So it, we like reflavor things and stuff yeah. like that to fit like the setting and whatnot. But yeah. Yeah, and I came in with D and D knowledge uh, and learned a bunch about Warhammer uh, 30k. Uh, I still have no idea about anything about Fantasy's Warhammer cool. Fantasy. Oh, cool. I still got nothing. Yeah. I know the map because I looked cool. it up for this campaign. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of real, a lot of really fun books. Yeah, I'm still trying to make it through the heresy before I start 40k stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like personally, I prefer 40k stuff, but that's my. I really like 30. I really like 30k too. I think it's wrong. all great. You're wrong, and your opinion is wrong, and you should feel bad. Nope. I do feel bad. I, won't. <laughs> I refuse. All right. Yeah. Okay, what do we got next? I, I ha- can I have a question? Yeah, for you? go for it. No. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you know our characters right now are kind of moving towards like an Eisenhorn feel, whereas like there's so much like you oh, know what's, what's happening too. with like both of you guys, but you're using it for good. Do you feel like it's kind of like an like an Eisenhorn type thing, whereas like it's he's using means, so he's using know. like the, the. I mean, like, I have said on non- this podcast multiple times that. 
Star it's Wars. not a coincidence that Gregor the Black Wolf is named Gregor the Black sure, Wolf based sure, on Gregor, the character Gregor Eisenhorn. But Gregor himself, though, isn't using like chaos re- related things. Not really. You know what I mean? Uh, but or he's become more tolerant and accepting of it as yeah, it ends to a means, true. which is how it started with Eisenhorn. That and I'm true. using, I've been using a poison dark elf fucking whip for yep. ever. <laughs> ben knows nothing about uh, Gregor Eisenhorn other than that Gregor is named after Gregor Eisenhorn. So I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. That's serious. Okay. It's basically a like a, a good demon, guy. Right? I, I, I kind of get it. It's yeah. the concept of reason. like um, if you spend enough time hunting beasts, you become a beast yourself. Yeah. Is basically yeah. I get that his concept, arc. but uh, yeah, that's not what I, I mean. Axe not willingly using dark forces to like make an ends means. Axe. Legit, especially at this point, Ak legitimately just, thinks these are like just either his powers yeah. or something Ulrich has yeah, given so him. Yeah, either Ulrich gave him bad. to you or like this, this he's just juicing you. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ak, Ak does not see these as chaos powers. Does not see them as, as a bad powers he's using for good things. Right, they're just some things he can do, and where they come from and what he does with them are not really of his concern. I know Kronk specifically is very much like a zinch sorcerer in the aspect that like he's he isn't out looking to like destroy the world or anything but he very much is looking to change the world he kind of has like a very like new world order energy going on where he's like there's a whole bunch of bad in the world and i have the power to change it and he is always pursuing more power and knowledge to that end of like bettering things overall in his image um but he doesn't really balk away from the means to the end kind so, of thing. I have a question. Mm-hmm. You say bettering. So is is Kronk trying to better the world in his image because he feels that is the best for everyone and that he is the North Star? Yep. Or is he doing, or is it more the energy like, of, I'm trying to better the, better the world for me? It's more of like some Thanos energy. Okay. Where it's like, I, I have the power okay. to change things whether people realize that it's in their best interest or not, and I'm going to do it. That's kind of the Kronk energy, where he's not, like, he's not evil in, like, a malign, like, despicable way. He's evil in a manner where it's, like, I am... That's why he's lawful evil, because he has, like, a code. Like, he won't just kill people for no reason or, like, be brutal to people and stuff like that. Like, he doesn't have that kind of energy. He's more of, like... I will do what needs to be done because it needs doing and someone has to do it. And I have the ability to okay. be the one. So is Kronk then like at this point, so you're saying that he wants to better the world. He wants to yeah, he's kind of be an a good a good change, right? Yeah. So is he at this point then like using using Zinch to get to that and like just pre- like yeah. telling him like yeah. oh yeah I'm doing this for well, like, you but like it's kind of like a mutual and, like, thing like, like, and, like throwing him a bone here and there and be like yeah this is for you dad but realistically somewhere. like you're kind of just using him for like beefing up your powers to kind of get a little bit of both yeah goal. it's like Kronk recognizes that chaos is not something that like is without cost yeah. so he, it, it's like a, a mutual business arrangement kind of thing where it's like you give me power and the ability to do the things that I want to do, and in return, I help you attain your ends as well so in certain like, aspects. It's like a warlock. Pack. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a warlock, but it's a mutual arrangement kind of thing. It's, he's not as much of like a servant in his yeah. eyes as like a partner. Yeah. You give me powers now, you get my soul when I die. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sorry. So just kind of round robin because it's 
some version of this got asked for everyone. Like, what inspired everyone's characters? Uh, do you want me to start? Looking at me. Right. <laughs> I'm just looking. There's just a light in that table. direction. Okay. And I, I guess, yeah, I'll start. Um, so for me, my favorite Legion in, like, Warhammer that I started with was the Thousand Sons, which Kronk takes a lot of derision from because the Thousand Sons, their whole thing is basically, like, uh, they were good guys who dabbled in powers they didn't understand to attain, like, good things in their eyes, but were in the end brought down by the things by, by kind of like their arrogance and that's kind of Kronk's thing as well and i wanted to do something with like a chaos sorcerer who's not just like a bad guy because everyone was like good in the party and it's warhammer it's like the setting where you can get away with being in that like gray area and be like a bad guy and things like that so i wanted to do something where it's like he's a good guy externally but has like some bad guy things involved and whatnot and kind of ride that line and have that interesting dynamic and so i kind of pulled some inspiration from like the thousand sons characters and whatnot in warhammer and then like your kind of usual style of like the uh anti-hero thing where it's like like fucking deadpool for example like he does good guy things, but he also like he doesn't Murders fucking hold people. back. Like, yeah, he'll he'll kill the bad guys, or like fucking he'll fight the he'll kill the good guys if he needs to, if he thinks it's for the best interest. You know, like he kind of does his own thing. I mean, I kind of went over uh, like just Ack being a a one shot character, which I do. I even for my one shot characters, I still make backgrounds because that's just how I make characters. Um, but it's just kind of my love of the the minion races and uh, like. I like taking, you know, someone who's who's smaller and, like, w you know, would be normally underestimated and and bringing them up into, like, a, a cool character. And I just, I get a lot of random ideas for cool characters all the time. It's like, I was, you know, I was messaging you guys that one day I made, like, 11 characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, just because I, like, I'll just randomly get hit with of, oh, hey, that would be a cool character. So I've got, like... I think 37 pre-made characters on D&D Beyond that are just sitting around waiting for me to use them. And I, it's just what I do. Yeah, Ak is, Ak is just supposed to be, like, fun and, like, not knowledgeable about the world. and Because it's just... Especially uh, that wasn't intended for this setting but it just worked out really well because I don't know anything about Warhammer Fantasy and I'm just learning about Warhammer in general. Um... It's a cool way for so, like, yeah. us to teach you stuff about the setting. Yeah, because I can just ask questions because he legitimately doesn't know, and then that informs Ben and uh, in the meantime. Yeah, and yeah. the viewers. And viewers. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, was not on purpose. It just happened to work out really well uh, for all this. But yeah, X just, just sort of my ADHD incarnate. Like, <laughs> uh, like my like, you know, I like having fun asking dumb questions. I think uh, we all do. Yeah. yeah. We, we learned that in the council setting. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> it's funny. I had uh, one, of, one of our patrons came up to me after the council episode. She's like, you and Cindy both were just being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it that episode. I wasn't there to say dumb shit, so somebody else had to step up. Yeah, yeah they, like, they, they were pulling your weight. Yeah, she's like, Kronk was trying so hard. And you guys were just... I was like, I don't even remember like, what happened. You know? like, Ask Greg or what? Yeah, like, I have the memory of a fucking snail. Like, but... All that CT. Triggered. <laughs> but... Uh, no, so Gregor was like so a couple different things became the culmination that is Gregor 
Um, part of it, a big chunk of it was when we started this campaign, Mandalorian, like, season one had just came out. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, damn, the whole helmet thing's pretty kick-ass. Faceless protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's pretty fucking sweet. So I was like, how am I, okay, man, I, how am I, maybe I can do something like that, you know? Uh, so then I, that's why I came up with the, okay, like, he's got to hide his identity because, yeah, Warmer Fantasy, like, a half-orc, super, like, he like in most cities like he would be killed like on site yeah. yeah you know um so then i was like okay like and then add some depth the whole like, he's hiding his identity because like he's trying to prove that he's not really a monster you yeah. know but then at the end of the day he's still a, a half orc so he's still super intense and then you combine that with he was brought up in like this super zealot indoctrination and then i just kind of took like his overarching arc of like kind of playing in that gray space of like going too far but still like trying really really hard to be the good guy is very eisenhorn-esque because like he goes too far he goes off the deep end like on the regular anybody out there not trying to drop spoilers but anybody out there who like wants to read more about warmer 40k definitely check out dan abnett's eisenhorn series it's awesome um and then that's what kind of why like, i came up with the name gregor because i was like gregor eisenhorn is like one of my favorite characters in all of like mm -hmm lore um so it's kind of just a fusion of all that of like trying to like first start like plagiarizing the mandalorian <laughs> and then like and i was like okay like how do i just how do i add depth and then like what's a good you know i was like oh man like eisenhorn's really cool and like he's like a demon hunter type of vibe so i was like this kind of okay this would be a cool template to kind of it's like 90 percent of D D. it's too. just plagiarism it's just like think about oh, all yeah. of your favorite things and yeah. find a way to like make it yours yeah, yeah. and that's exactly basically yeah. what it was it was like this gives me at least a blueprint a starting point and then i can take it from there yeah. and then over time as we're playing the characters have kind of grown and turned into even more than when we first sat down but that's pretty much it i do want to say it's really funny when we first sat down you guys were like explaining the uh setting to me you're like yeah like everyone's super racist and like if you're not like a human or an elf or a dwarf and if you have anything to do with chaos you're just gonna get killed on the spot and like i'm like well do you want to like roll that back so you have some flavor and creativity and you're like nah like it's gotta be really grim dark other than the characters you guys gave me we have a zinch sorcerer we yep. have a half orc someone else did something um uh kj Tanner. Dave was playing as Cake, who was oh, yeah, a fucking right. polymorphed dark elf sorcerer. Yes. Yeah. We and had and our... Dan was like a necromancer or something. Yeah, Dan yeah, was every... like an empire soldier who was like dabbling, dabbling in necromancy. Yeah, you guys made these really strict rules yeah. for yourself, and then immediately <laughs> everyone broke the rules. We all went straight to the gray area. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but everybody, I think, like did that good job of like yeah. putting, putting on a good yeah. face. But yeah, behind the scenes, it's like... Once you know like yes. the rules of your setting... It gives you a lot of opportunity to like work with your DM and other players to like create stuff that kind of borders on like the gray areas of what's allowed and what's not. Because it, it makes it fun where it's not just like normal. Yeah. 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 I mean, for a large part of the campaign, no one else in the party knew that Gregor was yeah. a half orc. Kronk was the only one who knew super early on because he can like telepath and mind read shit. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, be fucking cool. Yeah. You and, know? and Kronk is a fucking closet Zinch worshiper. So, of course, he doesn't give a shit if someone's got something to hide like that. Like, it just gave him an in to like become really close with Gregor. And he and Gregor built like this super good relationship. Buddy cop. Of, like, trust. Yeah. Because like, he kept his secret, you know, and never outed him. And there was like this big trust dynamic, which worked great for Kronk because he's a fucking Zinch worshiper and he is a paladin that purges chaos. So it gave him a super good cover. 
and happened to turn into a really good like actual buddy cop friendship. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess for me, uh, what I kind of based Fargrim off of when we decided at first that we were gonna do this like old world Warhammer style uh, universe within D and D. Uh, I kind of just thought back to like the very first book ever read in uh, fantasy, which was Godric and Felix, and Great that's book. a yeah, it's a William King book, and it's about this uh, dwarf who is a slayer, and that's the first time I ever like encountered that, and I didn't even know what a slayer was before this this book, and you know when I was reading it, I was like, man, this this dude is super cool, you know, he's again like Fargram, very roided out, he's not afraid of anything uh he'll run in the battle every time and that's kind of what i wanted fargrim to be i wanted him to be this like badass little dwarf barbarian who's not afraid of anything at all and if he dies like you know that's okay you know that's he's yeah he's just gonna do his best to regain his honor and he feels like that the only way he could do that is like purging the unclean and monsters that are potentially like preying on people, you know. So that's kind of what he's based off of, and I've had a lot of fun with him. His growth has been awesome. Yeah, his growth has been interesting. That's been cool because, like, it started off and you weren't like super into D and D and stuff like that, and he was like yeah. very generic dwarf slayer. Like, there wasn't that much to him, and then you like found Gary, and you started developing like that relationship with Gary, and suddenly the character had like. Feelings. An attachment and yeah. like a partner instead of being like this lone, like relationshipless, like Dwarf. broken yeah. individual. And now, like, he's got fucking like dyed hair and nipple hoops and all this crazy shit. You say so, awesome. you say words that aren't just I am Slayer I am for real, which yeah. is yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, it's been like this organic growth of the character that's been really fun. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You know, th- he needed a little bit more uh, depth to him. Than, like what I started with, and you know, originally for Fargrim, like before he even met the party, like he was never with anybody. You know, he always was alone, finding monsters, finding things to kill, uh, and he never traveled with any kind of companion. So this is like he's just learning to grow, like socially and personally, and like trying to realize that, like you know, yeah, your family's dead, but like. Maybe you can still be happy. And that's kind of what Gary has done for him. Mm-hmm. He they, he kind of gave him like a reason to, I guess, be allowed to be happy, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> what is happiness? I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that's a for another podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What you got next? I'm gonna have to get. Yeah, I think that's a good wrapping point. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Load Boost. Oh. (laughs) Uh, They do a lot of really good supplements, vitamins. Anyone have a little spiel about supplements? They're good for you. Buy Sleep Boost. Take two a night. You'll be happy. Sleep Boost has changed the game for me entirely. It's insane. Shit's awesome. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Code word DICE or use the link in the description. Good, yeah. 10% off your whole order. Go get yourself some. 
Stay, stay boosted. Stay well, stay boosted, dude. Let us know what you guys think about these Q and A's. If you yeah. like them, if we we'll should have more of them. Hundred percent, do another we'll one. Definitely, have yeah. More keep, of them. keep the questions yeah. Yeah, coming. Yeah, we'll, yeah we we'll still have questions than... that have come in. I was like a full hour, yeah. and I, I'm really bummed. I have to go to work because I would do a whole another hour. Yeah. it's yeah. just cool to talk about. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. fun. Like explore the yeah, it's just the neat. details. All yeah. the little things that you don't think about explaining because it doesn't like just come up but it's like it's yeah. good to like get out there like even yeah. as a player like hearing a lot of this stuff about other people's characters like it's just cool because like a lot of that just doesn't come up organically in mm -hmm. character but yeah it's super fun yeah. it's because like our characters realistically like they don't talk about how they're feeling yeah. you know what it's i mean it's never really been the Act group does. dynamic exactly we just kind of so. <laughs> does all the time all right but even like in real life, like you don't go up to like your coworker and you're like, so what traumatic thing happened in your child? Yeah, like you never yeah. really bring that up. It doesn't just weird, happen. Yeah. Like yeah. there's got to be a reason for that yeah. to come up. You I don't know, know. We get really bored at my work. so that <laughs> <laughs> Ben, I think you're just a different kind of a person. He's just yeah. built different. I feel like your work's not like that at all. Like, oh, not the board. Like, not, I mean, like the, the talk about past traumas part. Like, I mean, oversharing is a very common thing when you get enough time to, to talk yeah. to each other. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I'm guilty as shit of that too. That's what I'm <laughs> Like, when you are. see it, when you're seeing are. each other for nine hours a day every day, like shit gets overshared. Hey man, no. yeah, but, nothing wrong with it. But I just want to say thanks for everybody out there, like sticking with us yeah. for a whole season. Like we got yeah, the, the fact that, like the fact that we're at, we did a season one, and it's like thirty-five episodes, I think. And it's like That's we're lot, yeah. we're getting some traction and stuff to where it's like, hey, we're gonna fucking fire up a season two. Yeah, yep. yeah. keep her moving. You know, second arc. Yeah, like that's just uh, it's pretty awesome. Like I, I didn't expect as many people to like it as apparently yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> picking up. So. And you know what, guys? Like honestly, your feedback is everything. And even if it's negative, like we always want to learn different ways to yeah. like be better, to yeah. grow. And realistically, like the only way we're gonna be able to do that is hearing what you guys have to say about it. You know, your opinions and yes. um, leave different, a comment yeah. or a five star review. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Even if you don't like us, the five star review will make us read it online. It's true. Yeah, and and even if you don't like us and you give us a review, then maybe we could reflect on it yeah. and, and yeah, leave some try constructive to, criticism yeah. in the comments or something. I you know? can change. I swear. <laughs> I can't. No, I, I refuse to. The I'd like to think I can, but change. no, no way. You think the heavy-handed can change? <laughs> that makes Gas sense. Gaslighter of gods. That makes I sense. I mean, he he is changing. He didn't he didn't outright kill. Uh, all, all of the characters have yeah. evolved. Yeah. Branded very yeah. differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah you branded evolved. him. You, but you didn't, didn't kill him. Cut off. What was it you did to the one blood heretic? Eagle? You didn't blood eagle him. Oh, you you cut off like his hands, his feet, and you scooped out his eyes or something. Yeah, dude. Or the guy who like I tied his corpse to a road sign. Dude, Kronk did There's been a one. lot of stuff yeah. you yeah, guys yeah, you have done. Did, you've done some, Tronk done some dark shit yeah, that like, nobody talks about. the tongue, eyes, and chopped the hands off <laughs> of the drought yeah. sorcerer. No, me, me, so I, there was that dude. Magic. I, think, I think that, again, I think that was pre-podcast. Once we pre started, yeah. Yeah. When we started the podcast, everyone like mellowed out quite a bit and like the dark shit that they did too. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I killed those goblin parents. Still not as gruesome as we used to be. people's houses down all the time. Yeah. Or there's that one like uh, Tanner joined us for one character, and his character <laughs> admitted that he had entertained killing Gregor. Oh, so then Gregor just fucking murdered him. Killed him first. Because <laughs> well, like I healed him and I brought him back to like two hit points. And he's like, "Yeah, man, I was gonna kill you." I'm like, "What?" This <laughs> <laughs> fucking head stopped. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the yeah. next we'll one. Guys. We'll make another Q and A soon. Peace probably. out, y'all.